Okay. One thing I'd like to start off by saying is hold fast, hold on to your dream. Um, if something fails, if you go out for an audition or something like that and you don't get it, don't let that stop you. Just keep going. Step, step back up, stand back up, and try again. And you keep trying, you keep trying. And once you get your foot halfway in the door, that's the opening to success. Yeah, blessings we are reap and we course in handful. Oh, in a rise and boast. Yeah, we give thanks like we need it the most. We have to give thanks like we really supposed to be thankful. Blessings all for my life and <laughs> so I went to NYU. I went there to get my master's in public health in management. And then one day I got this email being like auditions for the new NYU public health podcast. They didn't really have a name or anything. And if you want to audition, you can audition. All you have to do is read a script and then send it in. So I did that because I was like, I'm a pretty good public speaker. And then the next thing I know, I got the gig and basically I'm the host and presenter or one of the hosts and presenter in season one. And then I think I'm the main host in season two as well. Moving up. What's the name of the podcast? The podcast is called 5% in Falling, the NYU Public Health Podcast. Nice. Wow, you put the podcast voice on and everything. Yeah, I was going to say that was a good podcast voice. <laughs> so you already know that's why I got the position. <laughs> <laughs> had you had you done like any, uh, I mean, you say you did, public speaking but like had you done like any like voice recording roles before was this your first time definitely my first time but um i was in a play in my eighth grade class (laughs) (laughs) and that's uh the extent of my voice acting brilliant also i get to hide so like nobody gets to see me because i'm a shy boy low-key so it's like a the best of both worlds you get to be out here while also not out there yeah but Azam, you have like the most beautiful, soothing voice. You should have been doing this. And then we all know Beejo's a superstar and shit, so Tuh. TV shows, acapella. I feel like this is a, a good time to, for me to step in, do some intros. So welcome back to You Free, our communal space. What's up? It's your boy, Azam. We have Beejo back on the line, and then joining us for the first time is... It's me. <laughs> Sorry, I was not ready. <laughs> it's me. Uh, I'll try to throw you that. I'll you that. Come on. I didn't want to interrupt. This is scary. <laughs> Sorry. I'm Manize. Hi, Manize. What's up? Hello. Where are you? Where are you calling in from? Uh, you know my house. I live at home with my mom. <laughs> hey. Yeah, yeah. Where are you guys? Uh, I'm at my apartment in New York City. Lucky. I'm at my apartment in Cambridge, Massachusetts. 
Wow, you guys don't live with your mom? <laughs> nah, but you already know that I'm like heading there in like an hour and a half, so. <laughs> <laughs> if my mom was in New York, I'd live with her. Yeah. <laughs> I basically live at home, always there doing something or another. Why pay rent? Gotta have my space. <laughs> <laughs> Got to. Living at home does not work for me. What do you guys be doing? Why are they always mad at you? You know, I'm just trying to do hood rat shit with my friends. I'm sorry. <laughs> Dude, all you do is play video games. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> and mouth beats. Mouth beats and video games. It's the title of my uh, autobiography. <laughs> Sweet Beejus. Mouth game. Oh, shit. Mouth, mouth games. <laughs> mouth beats and video games. My goodness. That brings me back to your last podcast with Beejil. You were talking about how his nickname is Sweet Beejus, and I'd just like to take full credit for that name. Oh, yeah. True life. Oh, that was you? Oh, wow. I didn't True even life. You are all welcome. I owe you big time for that one. That's my, uh, that's my username on just about everything now. <laughs> Do your Caucasian friends call you that, too? So so weirdly, randomly, like organically, completely independent of sweet Beegis, Lord Beegis became a thing. I don't even know how. And I was just like, all right, whatever. I'll take it. You're really earning these honorific titles out here, man. People hang out with you and they either think of you as sweet or they think of you as the Lord, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> one, one or the other. <laughs> just sweet for me. I have a random question. So both of you, or actually all three of us, have had experience living in Massachusetts versus New York, or more specifically in slash around Boston slash Cambridge and in New York. So uh, do either of you have a preference? Because I mean, I'm in New York right now. And I think that it's safe to say that with a couple of exceptions, New York is, is my preferred of the two. But I'm curious about you two. You know, I think it depends on like, where you're at in life like the time that i was in new york was bad timing for me and because of that new york kind of kicked my ass like i don't know i was like right out of college i'm like oh man i'm a music dude i'm totally gonna do odd jobs in new york and i'll be able to afford a life and work my way to the top and then i got my ass kicked and came back to Massachusetts and like kind of went slow and steady, like did the whole entry level shit. And, uh, yeah, I don't know. I feel like if I went to New York now, it would probably go a little better. I really like the energy there. Um, but I don't know. It's expensive and it's, I don't know. It, it's tough. I feel like things are a little more fast paced and I need to be chill with shit. But that, that's just me personally. You know, you can you can live any type of life anywhere. So honestly, I feel kind of the same way. But I was obviously in New York for grad school. But definitely New York was amazing, but also really, really, really kicked my ass. And I think right after I graduated, I needed to be home. But right now, I feel like I could go back to New York and be more confident and I need that energy right now. Being at home is a little bit too slow for me after living in New York for two years. Even though I was in school, school was honestly, like I did the best I ever did in my whole entire academic career while living in New York just because of that energy. But also I realized how lonely New York can be, even though it's like the busiest city in the damn world. Yeah, I mean, I feel like, especially because it, like because it's the busiest city, like you're just surrounded by so many people that it's hard to, sometimes find that connection. I mean, I kind of, 
my experience was interesting because I went here for college, but then Columbia was such a bubble that I wasn't really in the city. So I still kind of felt like I had like a good six months to a year when I came back to the city uh, a couple months after I graduated and was like actually on my own in the city. Um, right. But I feel like because I was kind of able to overcome that, now I like really appreciate New York a lot more. And obviously like just having the relationships, like I, I've been fortunate enough that I've been here long enough that I have enough relationships where I'm constantly tapping into like a community of friends, which is awesome. But I mean, at the same time, in terms of like a slower pace, like to your point, you can kind of create your own pace where you are. And I feel like I've somewhat been able to do that, but I feel like there are, like, I can't be in New York forever. Like people, people come here and then some people just come here and like, feel like this is it. They found their home and then they just stay here forever. I feel like I'm definitely going to be one of those who like, I don't know. Well, I'm coming up. I'm like, I've been here, what, seven, eight years? So like once, well, maybe once I hit that decade, it's time, time to move on to the Word. Next. What do you, uh, where do you think might be next? Or like what would help you decide on a next place? Oh, if Trump wins in 2020, I'm, I'm leaving the country. No, for real. Like, <laughs> For real, for real, right? <laughs> no, don't leave. We need people to fight. The fuck? No, not not like permanently, but I'm dipping out for like probably like a year, and I can I can use my my platform, my digital platform at least from uh, from abroad. But I don't know. I mean, I, f- I kind of regret I didn't study abroad, and I also feel like like I'm not really. I mean, obviously, my parents are from Pakistan. My mom grew up in the Philippines. Like, I feel like I have a lot of international ties. So if Trump wins again, I don't know if I, I feel like I got to take like a year off from this America stuff. I mean. Trump or not, I can understand the merit of that. Like, um, I don't know. That's something I regret about my uh, university experience is that I spent the entire time in Massachusetts because you know, I didn't want to like separate from the group that I was in at the time. And I don't know. The, the longer you wait to go do something like that, the harder it gets. You know what I mean? If you get you know tied down to responsibilities or people, it just gets harder. So... I mean, I wouldn't want you to be too far, selfishly, but I, I would, I think that's a great idea, man. It would be cool to go see something completely new. I had the opportunity, so right now I just want to be here and I want to make <laughs> money. <laughs> that's my number one thing I got to do. I mean, that that's where I'm at, just grinding, trying to save. But when you go, I'll visit you, Ozan. Hey, let's get it. I'm not. We'll I have to trip. decide on a destination first, so <laughs> go, go somewhere fun. All right, don't don't go somewhere lame. Yeah, otherwise it'll be... For selfish purposes. Yeah. (laughs) I really want to do a trip to Pakistan with everybody because I was just out there end of December. Last time we spoke, Bijal, I was getting ready for the trip and then I had a fantastic trip. So yeah, so I really want... I mean, because this was my first time going in like six, seven years. So that's this was... I don't know. Like I feel like like mentally I was able to kind of take it in more. And yeah, I had a really dope time and i feel like it would be fun to go there with uh like obviously a big part of it is being around family but it would also be fun to go there with some of uh some of the homies as well yeah no honestly <laughs> i think that would be so rad when was the last time you went maniza um right after i graduated college i went so my dad at the time was working in abu dhabi so we went there first and then we went straight to karachi to be with some of my cousins and then to islamabad with another set of cousins nice and then i haven't been to gilgit where my mom is from and my entire mom's family is like up north um i haven't been there for probably 6 or 7 years while i was in high school i for my senior project i had to film 
a documentary on the relief work that my parents were doing, and most of it was in Gilgith. So I basically like filmed a a mini documentary on my mom's work over there. Oh, and that was I oh, think no. the last time I went. Wow, that's, that's really awesome. cool. It was really awesome. Um, not just the fact that my high school let me do that, but just being there. It's so beautiful. It's completely not like a Pakistan that most people get to see. So it's really, really something else. Oh, wow. The fresh fruit, the fresh water, the air. It's like, it's, you can't imagine it. It's how like clean it feels. We got to go. Awesome. Whenever we, uh, whenever we head there together we gotta add that as one of our stops <laughs> you have to you have to come with be our tour guide oh snap <laughs> wait that's that's a dope project that you did i feel like you do a lot of i mean obviously the public health podcast and that that side of things but then also like kind of, well i mean public health is so linked with social activism anyway mm-hmm. but um I mean, that's another reason I wanted to get you to hop on the call was because I know you've done a lot of dope stuff. Weren't you doing an Instagram series about um, what it means to be American? Wow. Yes, I was. I can't believe you remembered that. In the cut. <laughs> Whoa, I, I really don't. That's that's kind of creepy, but kind of awesome. Yes, I was doing that like right after I graduated college and before I got into grad school, like the time that Trump emerged and everybody was talking shit and still continue to be talking shit. So I wanted to know, like, what does it mean to be American? Because there's this idea that Trump's throwing around, but that's not my reality. And I'm just as American as uh, whatever Trump thinks is the definition. So I just wanted to know. I just want to get a consensus. And I kind of it was kind of a failed project because I didn't really keep up with it once grad school really started. But it was an attempt to gain some insight. That's rad. Did you notice, did you gain any insights? Like, did you notice any patterns in terms of the responses you got? Kind of, but not really. I got some, I think the thing that I gained from that was how proud people were to be American. I did not expect to get that kind of feedback at the time because of how kind of shameful our country was and still kind of continues to be. But then as my... Um, education developed in grad school and as my own personal American identity developed I kind of feel the same way now of how proud I am to be an American or a first-generation American Pakistani person Hmm. yeah like no matter how shameful we are like I still want to be here so badly to be a part of the solution and to work towards the America that I want and the America that I identify as That's real. I mean, yeah, I was having a conversation. I mean, obviously, I talk about leaving the country and whatnot, doing a a little sabbatical somewhere else. But I mean, uh, one thing I was talking about with one of my friends recently was that I feel like with America, like a lot of our parents came here because they kind of were sold the aspirations of what America can be and like the best of America and then kind of had to face the reality of what America actually is. And now like both sides are so fully on display. So I feel like if we can kind of reconcile America, that goes a long way in terms of like global effects of like really, because, you know, I I always think in terms of abstracts and ideals and like, I really want to see liberation for the masses, if you will. So for me, like, it's like a, America feels very high stakes where it's like, if you can figure out the hypocrisy in America, that it's the land of the free, but then there's all this other stuff going on. Like if you can figure it out here, the repercussions of that are, can be massive. 
I believe I agree with part of that statement. I just got to figure out which part. <laughs> I mean, no, not not that I'll I agree take with it, all I'll of take it. it. <laughs> no, I I agree with most of it. I just want. I, I think I would add more to it, but I just got to be. I just want to think about it before I say it. Legit. And then there's Sweet Beejus, who has figured it all out. He is America. <laughs> oh God, please no. Um, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Captain Pakistan. Yeah, no. <laughs> I, I feel I don't know. I feel like where you were born and where you live, like in today's world, it it's so much less important than it used to be. Like now, every fandom, every passion that you can have is a global experience, with a few exceptions. You know what I mean? And the internet connects us all to these communities. And if you identify with your flag more than you do with your passions and stuff, that's fine. And that can be your identity. And of course, it's all it's all a component of your identity. It doesn't matter what's bigger or smaller. But, you know, for me, and I, I kind of touched on this last time, but like being Pakistani and American, you know, you've got to juggle a couple of things you wonder what home is you wonder where like you're you're really supposed to resonate with things and for me i mean you guys know this because we're homies like i've always found myself most at home within my passions whether it's music or like games you know what i mean and i don't know for me i've always felt like those things define my identity a lot more so I don't know, but maybe that's just me being, you know, a salty emo teenager, not fitting in and figuring out my own shit. <laughs> no, I love that, Bijal. I completely yeah, agree makes with you on that. Groovy. <laughs> well, I was going to say, ask you guys something. Um, do you guys ever get this from your parents or ever? Um, I don't even know how to phrase the question. Do you ever feel like you are not enough of one or the other because you talked about how as Pakistani Americans we have to juggle so much in our lives um for me in these last few years I've had to juggle a lot of from my parents for them saying to me things like well you're not Pakistani enough yeah proud of your identity blah 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 and I'm like bruh <laughs> you only see me at home yeah like, you only see part of who I am but in the real world that I live in like <laughs> I'm very much proud of my identity and who I am and all of that. No, absolutely. Um I I I do definitely feel that like from parents from social pressures and more so growing up I I definitely you know when when I was maybe high school age a little bit into college I felt like I wasn't basic enough for our community or for my parents and I wasn't American enough to like box with the kids who were like having sleepovers and drinking and like doing all that shit. You know <laughs> what I mean? Like I, th there were, there were definite limitations. And um, I think as I started studying more like advanced social shit, like, musically and otherwise in school i started to realize like that uncertainty and that feeling of like i don't know where 
like I fit in or I'm not enough of this, I'm not enough of that. That isn't actually true. That's just how we feel. Like you are, you can't be separated from your identity in those regards. And you are a part of that culture just by existing, even if you don't feel like it. That just means that's how that culture is evolving right now, you know? So now I, I don't, I don't, I, you know, Samus is this rapper and she's got this one hook that's like, the, the whole the whole verse is about how she's like really smart, um, but she wasn't she wasn't black enough for her community, but she was too black for the people she was like in private school with. And so like the hooks like I'm not one thing, I'm not two things, I'm not three things, I'm not four things. I'm more things that I'm reporting something, something a mighty morphin. I don't I don't know. But like it's it's tight. I, I, I like that vibe. Like we're all comprised of so many different elements and sources of identity that it doesn't matter if yeah i don't know like my, my parents definitely probably feel like i could be more desi but i don't, I don't think that's <laughs> really a thing so so yeah i mean i definitely feel you on that that's where intersectionality comes in but that's like a term that's just recently emerged for us mm. when we've kind of dealt with it for such a long time and I definitely feel like I have always been more than just one thing. But when it's your parents telling you that <laughs> you're not enough of this or you're not proud of who you are, kind of dealing with that makes me think like, wow, like, am I the only Desi kid or like Pakistani kid dealing with this stuff? And I think that's why I, I knew I wasn't. That's why I gravitated towards you guys so much Truth. growing up. Truth. Yeah. And that's why, I mean... We didn't go to Sunday school together and know that you and Ozem did, I think, mm. right? For a time, yeah. Mm -hmm. But then when the I TA. met you guys, he was? <laughs> yeah, he was the T. I think we met because he was the TA at, uh, at, <laughs> in my Sunday school class. Yo, how old were you at Sunday school? I mean, I'm only like a year older than him, so I don't really, yeah. I don't really know <laughs> what happened. What were you doing? <laughs> Dude, beats me. I I couldn't tell you. Anyway, I gravitated towards you guys <laughs> in our Pakistani community outside of Sunday school because I felt like our identities in the social sphere were the most similar. Yeah, I guess. ditto, ditto. Yeah, us and like the the homies. Like I, I totally, yeah, I totally feel that resonance with them. Not to say I don't, you know feel a kinship with the other people in our community who are, you know, more of one way or another way. But, um, but yeah, kind of juggling those things. It, it was, it was definitely really nice to see other people like dealing with the same shit. Yeah. I mean, I feel like that's the knowing you're not alone goes so far in, uh, reinforce like because I, I feel like life is kind of what you double down on and it's like in times like that where I was at crossroads with my parents or cross or I felt like there was a crossroads between like uh, our culture and the culture that I kind of saw myself fitting into like seeing people who people around me or even like aspirations to me or inspirational figures to me um who I didn't know and like you should see online, like seeing people who embrace being different kind of helps you turn what you think of as weaknesses or like think of as uh, 
like negative things about yourself and you kind of start to see the positive. Yeah. You know? So it's definitely, it's definitely hard to juggle the two, but I feel like at least like in my own brain, like some of those things have kind of rested because it's like, I'm glad that I have, I'm glad that I'm able to walk in all the different worlds that I'm able to walk in because I'm different Absolutely. to some degree than all the like people who are really in those Ex- Yeah, dude, I love that. I love that. We took a vow in summertime. Now we find ourselves in late December. I believe that New Year's Eve will be the perfect time for their great surrender. But they don't remember. Anger wants a voice, voices want to sing. Sinners harmonize, did I can't hear anything? Thought that I was free from all that questioning. But every time a problem ends, another one begins. And the stone walls are finally all bad witness. Anybody with a word in mind can never forgive the side. Snakes inside a place you thought was dignified. I don't want to live like this, but I don't want to Snakes inside a place you thought was dead. 